Hello, and welcome to Saskatchewan Matters from Martin Charlton Communications. This is episode 22 of the most influential weekly podcast to come out of the Saskatchewan business community. On each episode, Paul Martin, business commentator and the chair of Martin Charlton Communications, brings us the stories behind the headlines and explains why each story matters to you. On today's episode, we take a note from Einstein's own notebook when it comes to investing in thinking time. Paul, uh, Einstein, a great man, uh, where was this opportunity that he spotted that maybe aligns with Saskatchewan? I think it's Saskatchewan's unfair competitive advantage. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, there are many, many uh, ideas and inventions, uh, whether it's farm machinery or social policy or whatever. I mean, this place uh, on a per square foot basis generates more innovation and innovative ideas than just about anywhere. And, and you were alluding to Einstein. He made the comment that if he was challenged with a problem and given an hour to solve it, he would spend 55 minutes thinking about it and five minutes actually solving it. It was the, the power is in the taking of the time to assess and analyze truly the nature of the problem and the options and potentials that come out, uh, you know, that could be applied to it. So if thinking time is a powerful tonic for problem solving, then Saskatchewan and more particularly Saskatchewan farmers have, you know, been blessed with a, a magnificent uh, amount of this opportunity. Uh, it's, it's called spring seeding and fall harvest, right? You, uh, you get on a tractor in the spring and you go around, uh, I sort of jokingly say in circles, it's really squares. But anyway, I mean, there's a considerable amount of time that is devoted to uh, planting a crop and uh, and farmers have time to, yeah, you have to pay attention to where you're going and all that stuff and make sure that the machines are working. But really, it's uh, mostly care and maintenance kind of work. So there's plenty of time to think. And I put it this way is that you identify a problem. And if you're a farmer, you've got the spring to think about it. You've got the fall to think about it when you're harvesting. And then, you know, you've got, that's the, the Einstein piece of it. That's uh, 90% of the time. Then you've got all winter with skill sets. You've got a shop, you've got the ability to weld, and then you can make a prototype. And that's why we have so much uh, dryland farming technology comes out of here. For example, all, you know, really all of the dryland uh, shortline uh, farming technology that's kind of de rigueur or the standard around the world has all got roots in Saskatchewan or the prairies. And we've produced uh, machinery that from seeding to, you know, it started, I suppose, with uh, George Morris inventing the rod weeder. And, uh, you know, while nobody uses that anymore, the technology's evolved. We went to air seeders and, and you know, we've created an awful lot of technology in this province that is applied on egg in, in farming and uh, situations all around the world. So I, I think it's this power of thinking time, and that's something we can all learn, uh, whether you're in business or you're trying to solve a, a family problem at home, we get kind of uh, tied up, sort of twisted up almost, uh, trying to get the problem solved too quickly, when really, you'd probably be better off going for a walk and having some time to think. And you know, we, we sometimes in this province, uh, because we, we have a very mobile population and we drive a lot, uh, we call it windshield time. So the farmers have 
spring seeding and harvest. And, you know, with autonomous uh, and GPS tracking on farm machinery in particular, uh, that is just freeing up more and more time for thinking, right? I mean, the, the operator of a tractor is becoming more of a troubleshooter than an operator uh, because the science, the mechanics of GPS and, and autonomous driving are starting to take that over. And, you know, that is that is another story in itself. I was talking with a, a, a farm uh, machinery uh, retailer the other day who said they're actually retooling their whole organization to go with their technicians and stuff 24 uh, 7 because with autonomous tractors you don't go to sleep you just keep going all night so seating time will actually be contracted and uh, that they have to be able to now with the technology that's out there they probably don't even talk to the farmer they're actually linked up to the machine if something goes sideways the tech is dispatched out to the field in the middle of the night and the farmer gets a report on it in the morning and that's where we're headed with this stuff. It's pretty remarkable. But to me, that is, you know, some would see that as debilitating or somehow removing the farmer from the process. I look at it the other way around, that this actually is freeing up more thinking time and really giving Saskatchewan more of an edge uh, because we will have the capacity to come up with even more ideas, inventions, and technology as a consequence. So when we look at the technology that gives us this thinking time and we have these opportunities when we're driving or maybe people elect to take public transit to give themselves extra thinking time over the mechanism of uh, driving itself are there techniques are there things that we can be doing to really clear our minds of things or is that element of distraction and those aha moments naturally going to filter through to us as we're kind of thinking about them but not 100% totally focusing on them you know that, that question is really quite pertinent and it's been around for uh, millennia as you think about uh, the antidotes for that include things like meditation. Well, that's that's more of an Eastern philosophy than a Western one, but I mean, how long has meditation been around? But they're really addressing that very question that you were talking about. How do I get rid of the clutter in my brain to actually clear the space in order to be able to do the actual thinking that is required to, to execute on this opportunity? And I would say that one of the things is about uh, being alert, and so this might sound weird, but, you know, too often, uh, especially people who take some sort of pride or uh, swell up a little bit over their work ethic, they almost have a morbid uh, pride in not taking holidays. Uh, you know, I haven't been sick for a day and I haven't been, I haven't been on holidays, or if they do, they take a day here and a day there. And, and it's, it's partly because... I don't know if it's insecurity, but also there is the element of they can't get along without me. But I'll tell you what, if you're tired, your brain don't work any better than if your body's tired. And uh, if you're an athlete and you go into a game and you're tired, you're not going to perform as well as if you're rested. So one of the techniques that I would argue that you need to do is to make sure you're, you're taking your downtime, your rest. And while that may sound counterproductive or counterintuitive to getting stuff done, because you're doing nothing but resting, it's actually fueling you to do uh, do it better when you do actually get back onto the ice or into the game or, or back into the problem-solving mode. So uh, I talk to business leaders all the time, and one of the things that I really chide them on is making sure they take three weeks vacation. 
And here's why I say three weeks. And most of them don't, right? They can't, they just, they start to get fidgety when they can't go away that long. But if they do, here's the discovery they make. They find in the first week, it's not really a holiday. It's just like exhaustion. They have no idea how tightly wound the spring is. And so that first week is just almost just unwind, release tension, have sleep. The second one is restful, the second week. The third one is recharging. And that's an experience they haven't had in a long time because you incrementally get tired just a little bit more every day or every week. It's not a big, you know, wake up one morning super tired. I mean, it's just so the, the gradual that you don't notice it. And when you take three weeks off, you come back out of that and you realize I had no idea how tired I was and how tightly wound the spring is. And I think that's probably not good physically, uh, for one thing, uh, you know, it's probably the stuff that leads to stress, heart attacks, that kind of jazz, but it's also, it doesn't really fire you up mentally either. I mean, you need, your brain needs to rest just as much as your body needs to rest once in a while. So give it a break. And I'd say one of the best techniques you could use for problem solving, take a few days off. Hard to believe that that would be a problem solving answer, but take a few days off. I 100% endorse it. I am truly horrible at taking time away from projects. And I've recently given myself some time to rest and not even turn on the phone and really focus on doing nothing or, or reading or just doing something completely different, which isn't taxing. And I've found the ability to come back to a project with a refreshed view on it and to be able to think and those eureka moments, those moments when you're in the shower, in the bath, you're out for a walk, and the idea just comes to you. I want to give you a quote, Paul. The quote was from Sir Winston Churchill. The positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. It's a great statement and something that I think gives us the opportunity to really look at this thing. That If we do rest, if we do take that step back, we allow ourselves to think and really look into things. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, obviously, Churchill always had the gift of uh, the command of the language uh, and uh, put sentences and phrases together that were inspiring and insightful. But this this whole notion of resting and and maybe sometimes it's not full-blown lay down, have a rest or have a nap kind of thing, but it's just downtime. And it is that, uh, you know, time when you're just not pushing. And that's, that's where I come back to Saskatchewan's unfair advantage is that we have this windshield time or we have the, the spring and seeding where we, uh, seeding in the spring and, and harvest in the fall, where we have time to actually be in nature. Uh, the other thing that Saskatchewan has is, I, I don't know how much stock to put into this, but it's certainly something I hear people talk about, is horizons. Uh, there is nothing blocking your view of what can happen. I remember at one point Saskatoon had a slogan that said, it's so flat, you can see the future from here. And I often thought they should not have left that one behind. They should have probably kept it around. But I think there's something to it. There's nothing obstructing your view of what can be. And, uh, you know, you hear the standard jokes about uh, you can watch your dog run away for three days and that sort of stuff. I prefer this one. On a clear day, you can see the back of your head. That's how far you can see in Saskatchewan. And if you have the time to actually think about it, to be able to 
contemplate a, a problem in front of you, some cool stuff can happen. And that's why we invent such interesting things. And we send people from here all around the world that excel. And, uh, you know, we, we always punch well above our weight class for the volume of population we have, the volume of activity and things we've pulled off really quite in, they're disproportionate. We've done way more than, than what we should have. And I guess, you know, the hard question in all of that is why did they have to leave to succeed? Why can't they succeed at home? And this brings us right up to date in newsworthiness because we've just had the announcement of the investment in the tech sector again. There's another step up in a in talent attraction to hear investment in these new companies and in applicable technology. And we're starting to see the story of the quality of life here and successful firms really telling that story internationally as to why people should move here. And once you add the success, the investment, and the opportunity to see those horizons, this does become increasingly a more and more attractive place. Yeah, it is. And it'd be curious to uh, to go through all of the uh, uh, the startups around here in the tech field in particular and just do a correlation of uh, uh, the number of leaders and founders of those companies and how many of them have agricultural roots or rural roots where they did get exposed to big horizons and large spaces and lots of time to think and to imagine and create and to contemplate what could be and then having the horsepower actually to be able to develop uh, the things that are required to actually turn that into reality. Probably a disproportionate correlation, I'm guessing. I have no doubt whatsoever. Paul, thank you so much for uh, taking us through this topic. We're looking forward to the next one already. And a very big thank you for taking the time to listen to Saskatchewan Matters from Martin Charlton Communications. Do share these insights that power Saskatchewan with friends and colleagues. Saskatchewan Matters is proud to be a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. 